Wednesday, May 30th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, I'd like to take you to an article written by John Stone Street out of Breakpoint. Headline, Are Our Churches Truly Leaving a Mark on People? Or another way to think about it, Are Our Churches Thick or Thin? What's the difference between a job and a vocation? David Brooks of the New York Times writes, The difference is thickness. A thick institution, Brooks writes, becomes a part of a person's identity and engages the whole person head, hands, heart, and soul. John Stone Street asks, are our churches thick enough? David Brooks has brought something up that let's kind of build on his metaphors. One time I was watching my mother fix some gravy and she said, well, that's not thick enough. And I said, oh, what do you do? And she said, well, here's what you need to add. And she began to add some things. Then I remember her language. Gravy needs to have texture and it needs to have a little thickness to it in order to be tasteful. Well, I think the same thing's true in, in terms of the church. What we have been through, Tom, is a series of years where the church growth mentality has so dominated the thinking of the leadership of the church that the notion is not simply we need to simplify, but we need to make less challenging the message of Christianity. And it's been seen particularly in how we do worship. So worship is not only taking on an entertainment dynamic, and the whole notion is how is the audience receiving this and will it attract an audience? And we need to have worship services that attract. Well, the culture uses entertainment to attract, so we'll make our worship services entertainment. We introduce video cuts, we introduce drama, we introduce dance, we introduce all of these things, which actually I have no issue with in, let's say, uh outreach event or a concert or something like that. But worship is something different. Worship is something unique and wholly other. Now, why am I saying this? Because I believe worship services set the thermostat for the life and texture of the church. Worship has to have gravitas. Some people, in an effort to have gravitas, reach for complicated liturgy. Some reach for gravitas in terms of the performance of the leadership on the stage. But historically, evangelical Christianity, and if people will allow me to talk about my own branch of Christ's church, the Presbyterian church, we have said that simplicity, not shallowness, but simplicity in worship, worship is to be preaching and prayer and confession and the sacraments. But there's not this complicated liturgy that complexity is the notion of substance, but there is substance because of the weightiness of the word. So in our effort to be entertaining, we have cut back on the message and we have cut back on our worship in order for it to be just a simple gathering of entertainment where everybody feels good, has a great experience. And by the way, won't you come back to be a part of this church? Well, the objective of Christianity is not for people to become a part of our church. The objective of Christianity is for the church to present Christ in all of his glory. That means his transcendence as well as his eminence. That means not only the simplicity of our intimate relationship with him, but the majesty of our transcendent relationship with him. 
You know, I was looking as I was going through the cathedrals of, in Europe, and I was looking at where they once were in these massive cathedrals that were declaring the transcendence of God. Well, that is something that historically has been there, was that the transcendence of God is declared in worship, and then the eminence of God is taught in worship, that he is with you, that he loves you, that he dwells within you. But who is this that dwells within me? It is not some watered-down version of a God, but the God of the Bible who speaks and the winds obey his voice and the mountains quake and all of the universe stands in awe of him. And it is this fear or awe of the Lord that would then penetrate the worship of God because he is so majestic. And then comes the message, this God has loved you, he has given his son for you, and he will send his spirit to live within you so you can be right with this majestic God and this majestic God is right within you. Tom, the real point of this thing is worship. Worship sets the thermostat. There is an interesting moment when Moses is telling Pharaoh as the spokesman for God, let my people go that they may go three days out to this mountain and worship me. And in the sixth plague, Pharaoh says, listen, we'll let you worship here. I'll create a nice little place for you here. You don't have to leave, but you can stay here and worship. And then there's an interesting thing that Moses says to Pharaoh as this mouthpiece of God, and that's this. Our worship will not be understood by your people. We must go out to worship. Worship is a holy other event. It's not a concert. It's not an entertainment. It's not a lecture. It's not a classroom. It is a moment where the people of God have assembled together in the presence of God, and the glory and majesty of God is being lifted up and praise is given to God. That's what brings gravitas to the church. Because then you can deal not only with the simplicity of the gospel message, but also the depth of the gospel message. The church has lost its texture. It's lost its tastiness. Why? Because it's lost, and I'll use David Brooks' metaphor now, it's lost its thickness. What we have said historically is the church is five miles wide and one inch deep. And then you have reactionary churches that are one inch wide and five miles deep. Well, I think what the Bible is telling us is that the church is to be five miles wide and five miles deep. There is a texture, there is an expansion of it, and there is a depth of it, a thickness of it. And that's what draws people, not the simplicity of another faddish organization. But the embassy of the kingdom of God has shown up. Look at the depth of the relationship that the people have with God. Look at the majesty of that God. And then look at the intimacy they have with God and with each other. Going back to David Brooks's analogy, he writes, Some organizations leave a mark on you and some pass through with scarcely a memory. Harry, are our churches leaving a mark? He's put his finger on it. No, you can take them and leave them because they're not all that significant. They have no demands any longer. Wouldn't you like to join our church? By the way, it's nothing much. Can you come maybe once a month to a worship service? And by the way, give a little bit of money every once in a while. And would you join up for a little project? There is this minimizing of expectations, even though all of the analysis tells us It is the heightening of expectations. Now, we obviously want to be biblical in this. What does it take to join the church of Jesus Christ? It takes one basic thing, a credible profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
But what are the vows of that membership? The vows of that membership is not that this is an incidental organization that I may stop by periodically. By the way, how many meetings do I need to come to to be a member of the Rotary Club? That's not the way you look at the Church of Jesus Christ. This is a covenant commitment to the one organization that Jesus died for. God as creator has put a sacred institution. It's called the family. God as provider has put a sacred institution. It's called government. God as Redeemer has put a sacred institution. It's called the church, which is called the family of God, which is called the body of Christ, which is sprinkled clean with the blood of Jesus. And Jesus said that I have loved my church and given myself for her. I have purchased her with my own blood. Therefore, there is a commitment we make that reflects the depth of the commitment of the Savior. But here is the point. The leadership of the church have got to renew our commitment to making sure that the door and threshold of the church is the simple gospel message. But the life of the church has depth and texture. It's tasty because there's something to it. There is gravitas. And finally, my proposal is this. The worship service sets the thermostat for the thickness and the thinness of the church. It sets the thermostat. Worship is the key element. As we close out for today, let me remind our listeners, it's easy to subscribe to Today in Perspective. On your smartphone or your tablet, go to your iTunes icon. Type in Today in Perspective with Harry Reader. Each and every weekday on your podcast icon will automatically download a new edition of Today in Perspective. A great way to stay in touch. A great way to never miss an edition of Today in Perspective. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Thursday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.